So, any questions this morning? Yes. Sort of a Lula question I was reading in the Bhagavad Gita, Brihad Bhagavatam Rita. Every day when Krishna's coming home, this is Sakya, all her friends, that Mother Yashoda has been separated for so long that she's, she's so anxious she's almost out of her mind. And the gopis are trying to pacify her that she'll be home soon. One of the gopis says, Well, why don't I go up on this? ladder or tower and see if I can see Krishna. Actually, I guess there's a name for the tower, the moon ladder or something like that from Jivago Sama. Moon tower, yeah. Moon tower. Anyway, so she goes up and she says, I think I see your son in, in the distance, but he's busy because the de- all the demigods are lining the path. He'll be here shortly. And that was the end of that verse in my purple. But my question to you was, how is it the demigods are there in Vrindavan? And assuming they're there, are they seeing Krishna with this flute, and his peacock, and his, in this form like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand your, your question. This is... Um, a description of the uppercut lila, so um, means the unmanifest lila. So, in that point in in Sanatana Goswami's narrative of Brihat Bhagavatamrita, Gopu Kumar has entered the. Uh, is that the section you're referring to? Has entered the lila. His name is Sarupa, hmm? and. Um, he understands himself to be a, a Priyanarmasaka, an intimate uh, friend of Krishna who's privy to his romantic life and participates in it, as some of his friends do, not all of them, as there are different types of friends and divisions within Sakyarasa. That's a special kind of friend. In fact, Ujjmalimani describes that Madhurya Rasa is personified as a Priyanarmasaka. It makes possible the the has much to do with the intrigues and so forth of of the romantic leelas. So this is the position of 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 Sarupa hmm? Gopakumar, hmm. who's telling his story, his journey to um, the Matura Brahman. What was his name? Um, Jana Sharma. And, uh, of course, in the end he tells him that I was p- pulled aside from cowherding by Radha and told to come to this grove and meet you here and bring you to her. And at the time he said, I thought, but I will miss the cowherding day with Krishna if I do that, but it's the service of Radharani, so... I know that if I please her, then Krishna will be even more pleased with me. This is the, uh, the strategy of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavas. And Prabhupada invoked the strategy, of course, himself with regard to his petition to Krishna 
for the power to do the work asked of him by his uh, Guru Maharaj, who he saw as the delegation of Radha. He saw his Guru Maharaj as as a handmaiden of Radha, Nayanamani Manjari, asked him to preach the message of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Western world and thought, how will I, how will I do that? How is it possible? I need some special power. So in his own private life of bhajan, he composed uh, a poem which has now become famous to Krishna and there he made this kind of wise negotiation strategy. Hmm? He said that my dear Krishna it's known and um, as a fact for certain that will never change just like the pole star Dhruva is fixed as it's thought in the cos- cosmography of the of the, of the Veda and uh, <clears throat> Similarly, it is, it is fixed, it's, it's uh, as we say in English, set in stone that um, uh, your life, my dear friend, uh, will become successful if Radharani is pleased with you. Hmm. This is a good way to get to Krishna's ear. Hmm. So, you know that about me? So Prabhupada prayed to Krishna like that. And then he said that, um, therefore, because my Guru Maharaj is representing her camp and he's asked me to do this, I think that if you give me the power to do it, then Radharani would be pleased with you and your life would be successful. Hmm? This is how Prabhupada negotiated on the boat on the Jaladutta, coming to America with Krishna in his private life of, of bhajan and we know that Krishna gave him the power because hmm? we are all here today hmm? <laughs> so this is the the, uh, the the it is said by Jiva Goswami that the password to understanding the tattva the philosophy the underlying ground, uh, theology, the siddhanta of the Bhagavatam is a one part, a one line, one verse from the text itself, the Bhagavatam. That line is Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. You may note that Prabhupada in his writing invoked this phrase in his own um, English rendering of it again and again and again and again and again throughout his books by saying, as he did in his writing, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead did this. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead said that. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is like this. In effect, he was invoking this uh, line that is the, the, um, what is the term? Paribhash Shloka, Paribhash Sutra, like the password for getting in and, and, and having access to really what it's all about. In other words, understanding it in, in, in context. 
it's orbiting around, from a philosophical point of view, this position. Krishna says in the Gita, Aham sarvasya prabhavo matasa vrampavartite iti matbhavajanti mambhuta If you want to worship me like the people in Vrindavan, then it starts with this. Everything comes from me. I'm the source of everything. He's saying, Krishna's too, Bhagavan, so I am. He's saying in his own words, I am the source of everything. Knowing that, philosophically, theologically, then gives us the impetus and the spiritual intelligence to repose our hearts in Him alone. Hmm? Why go anywhere else? If you sort it all out, there are many gods and goddesses and powerful people and so forth whom we could take shelter of. But if you sort this all out, that's why Mahaprabhu, Sri Chaitanya Dev, was very happy to find the fifth chapter of the Brahma Samhita in his tour of South India. He brought it back and gave it to his associates, and we have it as a result of that. And he said, all the Siddhanta is very nicely contained here in this book, the Siddhanta. Hmm? There you find what? Govinda Madi Purusham Tamahambhajam. Same thing. Govinda Madi Purusham Tamahambhajam. And there is Surya and Ganesh and and uh, Shiva, Mahadev, and this one and that one, right? Throughout the prayers. Hmm? And all sorting all that out, so to speak, and what is the position of Krishna? The Adi Purusha, Ishvara Paramaha Krishna, Satchitananda Vigra, Anadi Radio Govinda, Sarva Karana Karanam. Hmm? So, this is a beautiful... You find it... Even the beautiful preface, if you will, to a very elevated uh, Leela uh, text, Jayadev's Gita Govinda, uh, he prefaces his his book with a song that we some the Das Avatar Stotram, hmm? and at the end of each each uh, prayer to to each of the the ten av- principal avatars, Nunshinga, Vamana. Ram and so forth. He says, but Kesha Bhadrita, Narahari Rupa, Jaya Jagadish. Okay. So he's saying that these are all avatars of Krishna. Hmm? Before he goes into this love song, the Gita Govinda, that you could easily be misunderstood to be a romantic affair between a young a uh, boy and a girl in, in the material world, he, he, he gives this Dasavatar Stotram. Mm. So we, we see throughout this is um, the case. Mahabhu also, of course, found another book, and this is my point, point I want to make. In <coughs> South India, that was Krishna Karnamrita, of Bilba Mangal Thakur. And when he brought these two back, books back, he said, one, Brahma Samhita, here you find all this, the, the Siddhanta, and in this Krishna Karnamrita, you find the bhava. Hmm? So there's tattva and there's bhava. And you need to know some tattva to get some bhava. Hmm? You can't just wear the shirt, like, be in the bhava that I've seen now, the, the t-shirt. <laughs> doesn't work like that. Hmm? There's a ground, in other words, on which this world of ecstasy, from which this world of ecstasy arises. Hmm? Ground of tattva. Hmm? 
Pujapad Bhakti Raksakshidadeva Goswami Maharaj used to give a nice example. I've cited before, some of you have heard, but worth repeating, that the United States is the, has the largest and most powerful military-industrial complex. But we don't see tanks and machine guns and missiles and so forth everywhere. They're somewhere in canyons and hidden off in military bases and so forth. Because if they were this show of power, uh, majesty were at every step, it would impede the peaceful uh, commerce and interaction between um, the people. Hmm? However, if the country should be attacked, then they would come out and we would see, well, we have such a, all this power here. Hmm? So it's kind of suppressed, if you will. It's just an example, obviously. So the example then is to illustrate the position of Vrindavan. In Vrindavan, hmm, we don't see missiles, obviously, but we, we don't see the majesty, the intimacy there as such that it's not impeded by a show of majesty. There is majesty in Vrindavan, it's overridden by, by affection, by love. Hmm? So, and the pinnacle of that love is, is the Gokul Taruni, Mandala Mohite, the young girls of Gokul. Hmm? Lakshmi, that's uh, Sahasra, she, what is it? Sahasra, Patrani, Shriyam, hmm? Sahasra. The, 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 the place is like a lotus. Patrani means the leaves, and there's Sriyam. The leaves are all abodes of different gopis. Hmm? Hmm. So, these, these Lakshmis, Lakshmi, Sahasra, Sata, Sambrama, Sevimano, they're different from Lakshmi and Vaikuntha in two ways. In Golok, in Vaikuntha, there's one Lakshmi. But in, in Vrindavan, there's Lakshmi Sahasrasatasam, unlimited Lakshmis. So, difference in quantity of Lakshmis. And Sambrama Sevimano, in their temperament, is, is different also. The way in which they're worshipping Krishna is very different from from Lakshmi. Lakshmi wanted to enter the rasa dance, it said. Which is odd, being the chaste wife of Narayan. Mahabhu asked a question about this to Venkatabhatta, the leader of the uh, Sri Sampradaya, head Pujari, Sri Sampradaya in, in uh, uh, Shirangam. Hmm? Mapu said, You know, you worship Lakshmi Narayan. And Lakshmi is said to be the very chaste wife of Narayan, but I had a question for you. Guess what is the question? He said, She is the chaste wife of Narayan, but why did she want to run off with Krishna if she's the chaste wife of Narayan? And so Venkatabhati said, No, 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 it's, it's not a problem. Hmm. Lakshmi and uh, Narayan and Krishna, they are one in tattva. They're God. Hmm. It's not a problem. Hmm. It's not a different person. Mahaprabhu said, oh, okay. 
Then I have one other question. Yes, please ask. <laughs> Mahaprabhu said, why was she not successful? She wanted to enter the rasa dance with Krishna. Why was she not successful? Now, they are one in tattva. Hmm? So, what would be the problem? Because they're different in bhava, in emotion. Hmm? And, and, and the different forms here, Krishna and Narayan, correspond with different types of love. So, in the, uh, the, uh, the abed abed equation, hmm? love of God and God are one. One and different at the same time. You cannot have God without love of God. Hmm? And different kinds of love of God, and therefore different forms of God. Which comes first? People ask sometimes when we say, oh, that the world is, comes from God. They say, okay, where does God come from? You say, well, everything comes from Krishna. So then they say, where does Krishna come from? This is kind of a silly question because it, it's, it, 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 it's based on the premise that everything must have a cause, that the world has a cause that we assert, and so do most people. Hmm? But that its cause has to have a cause is not a logical um, uh, conclusion that follows. But at any rate... Hmm? without such a complicated answer when we were asked, well, who created Krishna? Where does Krishna come from? Then we say, from Radha. Where does Radha come from? From Krishna. <laughs> so this kind of circular thing, it's, it's, actually, it's actually peaceful hmm? for the mind. Hmm? So, point being, that different types of love of God correspond with different forms of God. Which comes first, the seed or the, or the tree? Hmm? Which comes first, Radha or, Radha or Krishna? Hmm? You see, they're, they're one and different at the same time. So, yes, Narayan and Krishna, they're one in tattva, they're God, but they're, they're, they're quite different also. In their emotional uh, makeup, hmm. and so, so, Mahaprabhu said, "Well, why can't? Why couldn't? Why wasn't she successful, Lakshmi?" And this is the reason. This is the whole. Then, uh, from from a from a from a bhava point of view, hmm, we actually make the determination. <laughs> in one sense, that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. Lakshmi has a certain bhava. Hmm? With that bhava, you can't enter the, the rasa dance. So she thought, well, I'll go and, you know, the stories in the Puranas that she would sit, went to Vrindavan and she performed austerities and meditated and ate only roots and leaves falling from the trees. It sounds... Difficult enough, but if you if you also consider that she was Lakshmi, she's a very high class lady, <laughs> uh, very you know the the, 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 the partner of God. Hmm? 
now to take off her her her, her golden bangles and and uh, expensive sari and so forth and put on a white cloth and go into the forest to perform austerities it's 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 un- unheard of hmm? unheard of hmm? krishna found her there meditating so well, Lakshmi, what are you doing here she said, oh, I, want, I wanted to enter into the, your, your rasa dance he said well that's not the way to do that you can't do it like that by austerities and fasting and uh, neither is it fitting for you but she said well how did you get in there well, it's 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 so much easier than that. <laughs> I mean, you're doing something very difficult, and it's not the way to get there. Hmm? Well, how do I get there? How do I enter there? So it's very simple. First, you have to give up your husband. That's easy. <laughs> People do it all. Ladies do it all the time. Then <laughs> that was like. She couldn't even, you know, begin to digest that. She would give up Narayan, you know, that and be known for as such because she is the chaste wife of Narayan. First, he had to give up Narayan, but he wasn't finished. He said, "Then you have to take birth as a gopi, and you have to marry somebody else, and then you have to give that guy up." <laughs> And then he then he can meet me in the in 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 the night on the harvest moon. <laughs> so she's just packed up. <laughs> I'm going back to my country. That's just impossible for me. The implication is that she has a different bhava. It's not possible. Hmm? So what is the bhava then of the of the Lakshmis of Golok? Hmm? There's a difference in quantity and in quality. Sambrama Sevyamanu. They have a they have a prema madhurya. This is one of the qualities that only Krishna has, that even Narayan doesn't have. Leela Madhurya, sweet Leelas. Have you heard the Leelas of Narayan? Hmm? You think, well, I've heard of the Leelas of Narayan's avatars. There's Nishringa, there's Vamana, there's Kurma, and Ram. Yeah, there's some, some Leelas, but not so sweet. There's something to them. There's philosophical points being made and so forth, but Gormer isn't particularly attractive or, or Mina or Nasringa is like kind of interesting, <laughs> but he's a special, special, uh, uh, special, that's another subject, but it's a very special type of avatar. So, but Krishna Leela, it's very sweet. Leela Madhurya. Venu Madhurya, he has the sweet flute hmm, that he plays and, and everything. Water becomes like land, land becomes like water. Cows, udders start pouring milk when he plays it and, and so forth. Hmm? Sweet Leela, sweet flute and Rupa Madhurya is very sweet charming, two-armed, dvibhuj form. Hmm? And and prema madhurya. So surrounded by devotees, endowed with a very special kind of love. Dibhyad brindaranya kalpadrumada srimadrat nagra singhasamastu srimadrada srilagubhinda devo 
prestalibi sevi manos, marami, sevi manos, marami. Hmm? This is for Abhideya meditation. You say, think this and chant your Gopal mantra. This is visualization. It's a prayer of Kaviraj Goswami. Hmm? There is Radha and Krishna under the desire tree, and there are coward boys and gopis and cows, and they are possessed of a certain type of loving disposition that is our ideal. Hmm? Hmm? That reaches a feverish pitch. Hmm? Nothing formal about that. It's 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 not a. It, Lakshmi has a worshipful disposition in relation to Narayan. Hmm? Worship involves the object of worship, the worshiper. Hmm? And there's a distance between them that is somewhat bridged by the worship itself. Somewhat bridged. This is Vaidhi Bhakti. But in Rag Bhakti, hmm, the object of love and the love love we could say grows out of worship out of sacrifice self-sacrifice comes self-forgetfulness it's another higher pitch you may make a self-sacrifice and think if I do this I should sacrifice it's good for me I should do it hold my breath and make the sacrifice Hmm. But in self-forgetfulness, then we are making sacrifices without knowing it and thinking about it. Others will go, oh goodness, how could they could do that? But And someone rushed into the building and saved the girl from the burning house and, and the newspapers. How did you do it? What were you thinking? Was, I wasn't thinking. I just, if I was thinking, I wouldn't have gone in. Hmm? I just went, something like that. This is uh, rag bhakti. So the, the the difference, the point is, between the object of worship and the worship, is bridged hmm? in love. In love, the two become one. In a dynamic sense, hmm? the two becoming one, Radha and Krishna becoming one. This is the whole center, really, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Krishna becomes two eternally as Radha and Krishna. The two then try to become one in a dynamic way that two lover and beloved try to unite. But in their union, the highest pitch of their their union, what happens is they have so much identified with one another that Radha starts thinking she's Krishna and Krishna starts thinking she's Radha. So again, there are two. So it's a problem. Hmm? <laughs> so the solution to this, <laughs> that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? He is both together hmm? in one. He is one. But there are two. Ras, Raj, Mahabhav, Duyek, Rup. Hmm? Rasa Raj, that is Krishna, the king of Rasa, the king of love. Mahabhav, the full face of love, that is Radharani. Rasa, Raj, Mahabhav, Dui, these two, Ek, Rup. Ek means one. 
rup, form, one form, two in one form. This is what Ramananda Roy saw. Hmm? This conversation between Ramananda Roy and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that is the, the Bhagavad Gita of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. If you understand, just like Bhagavad Gita gives meaning to the to the Mahabharat, hmm? so what the whole Chaitanya Charitamrita is about is there in the conversation between Ramananda and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And Mahaprabhu, who did they identify Ramananda with? With Arjun, Pandava Arjun, hmm? in Bhagavad Gita. Arjuna asked questions and Krishna gave the answer. In Gaurlila, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is asking the questions and Arjuna as Ramana Roy is, is giving the answers. And Krishna is testing him. Did he really understand the Bhagavad Gita? Hmm? Let me ask. <laughs> Let me ask some questions. Oh, he understood very nicely. Hmm? So nicely. Hmm? And in the end, and he had this vision. He saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then he saw Radha and Krishna, and, that, and he understood this point. Hmm? This, is, this is the center of the center of the, the Bhagavad The genesis of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is right in the center of the Rasalila. Hmm? This is where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was born, so to speak. Krishna is trying to understand. He's Rasaraj, but he tries to understand how is it that she is experiencing Rasa in a way that it exceeds by far my own experience. And I'm Rasaraj. Am I Rasaraj? I'm supposed to be. People say that about me, but... But this is my reality. Who can I tell? What will happen? The whole religious world will turn on its head. They're worshipping me, but they don't know. I worship her. Who is she? This is his this is a very this is the plumbing the depths of the psychology of of God on the part of our Goswamis. Hmm? You can cite verses here and there. This says verse says it's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and this Purana. They can be interpreted in so many ways. But look at the psychology of Krishna that they, they've explored. Hmm? This is the most compelling hmm? um, evidence, if you will. There must be a Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There must be a solution to Krishna's existential crisis and dilemma. He thinks about it carefully and he comes to the conclusion that the way she is that drives me mad is a result of her deriving something from me that's in me that I cannot experience from my position. So I am God. Okay. That's that's the tattva. Hmm? That's true. Hmm? But there's something in me that only one can experience and see with the eye of devotion that she so personifies. So it's me that drives her mad and turn her, driving me mad. So I want to taste, what, I have to take her position. And so the Leela extends. And the problem 
of Krishna Lila, the failure of Krishna Lila to facilitate Krishna's thirst for rasa is resolved by Gaur Lila. Gaur Lila cannot be a different Lila from Krishna Lila. It cannot be. Hmm? Because the interest is, is Prema Madhurya. No other avatar has, has that quality. Hmm? Krishna has those four qualities. So, hmm? Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. This is the tattva. Hmm? These village girls in Vrindavan, these gopikas, they are characterized or described as being uneducated. Right? All the people there, uneducated. Knowledge is a power. Right? It's said in the universities, knowledge will set you free. Hmm? They are uh, slaves there. <laughs> they are completely attached to Krishna, compromised existence. Hmm? So, that said, when they come here, when Rupa Manjari, who is the very Rupa, the very incarnation, Rupa here means beauty. Rupa, Rupa Manjari is the incarnation of the beauty of Radharani. Hmm? All these different gopikas and there are different aspects of Radharani personified hmm? for serving Krishna in different instances and so forth. So when Rupa Manjari, Rupa Goswami, comes here, appearing in the Sadaka day in a practitioner's body, that village girl has all kind of knowledge. Right? It said Nana Shastra Bikaranika Nabunosa Dharma Samstapako Lokanam Hitakarano. Goswamis, they had a comprehensive knowledge of all the sacred texts and they put it together in their own texts we call bhakti shastras for the, out of compassion for the people of the world. So my point is that, that when, they, when, when the village girls, for example, from that place, which looks like where they look uneducated, come to a world where there's a need for knowledge. There, there's no need for knowledge. Love is the end of knowledge. In love, you know what to do. Hmm? It's automatic. Hmm? But here, there's only a shadow of love. So there's a, so much a need for knowledge. Hmm? But these village girls, while appearing uneducated, oh, they have so much knowledge when they appear here. As Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, goodness, how much comprehensive knowledge of the scripture they have. Hmm? When one of the first emissaries to the West from Gaudiamath returned and told Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, they have some questions we can't answer. He said, the dust from the feet of the of Gorkishore Das Babaji Marsh was illiterate. Hmm? There's enough knowledge to drown the whole world. What's his reply? Hmm? Hmm. So, again, I was citing an example. Hmm? Vrindavan is like America, all the, the, but the, in this sense, the knowledge, the power, it's all there, it's all hidden, it's not necessary. Hmm? If it should become necessary, then it comes out. Hmm? When those gopikas find themselves in a situation where it's required, like in this world, 
coming with the leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then they, they show such command of uh, wealth of, of knowledge. So in the ground of Vrindavan, what is that place? Hmm? It's depicted as being very small, Gokul Mandala. Hmm? The circle of, uh, of Gokul, a very small, it's, a, it's like a, you know, a, a, an aspect of the mandal of, of Mathura that's kind of, you don't hear much about it because um, everything's happening in the, in the metropolitan area. Newspapers are coming out, all the news is about the metropolitan area. Who knows what happens in the, out in the, in the boondocks out here, right? What are they doing up there in the, in the mountain, under the trees and stuff? Hmm. So, a small place, but really, it's big because it's big by measure of affection. It's depicted existentially as being small. It's depicted in terms of knowledge as being unknowing. A tiny, unknowing, uninformed place. But what's really being said philosophically is there is that is it it's a place where affection reigns, and when love and affection reign and rule, then there's not much concern for knowing any any other thing, hmm? or for even. Uh, improving your uh, existence. Uh, if you love someone, I sometimes say you could, you could live in, under a rock if you're with them. It doesn't matter. The whole world can be going on. and right. So this is Vrindavan. As we move from the material world, it's a very small place. We go to Brahman. It's everywhere. How big could you get? From Brahman, we go to Vaikuntha. It starts to look like we're getting smaller because now there are forms and there seems to be space. There seems to be time. Of course, it's a trans-temporal and trans-spatial realm where there's an appearance of time and space all for the sake of Leela. And Vaikuntha represents more affection than Brahman. Hmm? There's affection. Lakshmi has affection. Hmm? Now, if you go from Vaikuntha to Goloka, it becomes even smaller. And from Dwarka to Mathura to Vrindavan. The people, you have to say, the people in Dwarka, they don't really know about Vrindavan. Uddhava was sent there to be educated. On the pretext of educating the gopis, hmm? And bearing a message from Krishna, he was sent to be educated. He was Shastrabit. He knew everything. He's Krishna's advisor in Dwarka. Krishna would say, well, what does the scripture say about that? Oh, Uddhava would give the answer. Hmm? But Krishna sent Uddhava to Vrindavan. Where? Yeah, we know you came from some, you know, there's a st- you're the prince. You're like it, you know. And we know something about your background. You know, they say you came from a cow place, and you know, I mean that's like you were 
10 years old. Hmm? You can hardly even remember what you did when you were 6, 7, 8, 5, 10. Is it? Hmm? In Dwarka, then the, the idea, is, it, it's kind of, they they need to push it out of the out of the out of the foreground for other reasons as well, because it has a hold on Krishna. They know that. Hmm? The queens know. Radha has a hold on Krishna. Hmm? Rukmini says. Sometimes at night, when Krishna is sleeping, in a dream he calls out the name of Radha, Nanda, Yashoda, Subal, Sridham. Hmm? Sadhya says, what do you know? You know nothing. Hmm? He does it even in the daytime. Hmm? He's not even with us. Hmm? He's only half here. It means he's only partially manifest there. Hmm? They, they, so they don't want to talk about it for that reason either because they start to talk about that and Krishna will, be, will pass out and we have to take him there. Hmm? But it's out of the way. Uddhava didn't understand it. What is Vrindavan? And when he went to Vrindavan, then he got education. And what does it mean to have an education? Those who say they know Brahman, the Upanishads say, don't know Brahman. Those who say, I don't know Brahman, they know Brahman. Unknown, unknowable. Lovable, yes. Hmm? To love him is to know him. But he does not know the limits of his own power because his power has no limit. Hmm? When Uddhava went there, his mind exploded. He wandered around for a couple of months composing songs about that place. Shruti Bhimrigyam. It's just beyond the Shruti, beyond the Upanishads, the jewels of the Upanishad, the wisdom, the illuminating power, illuminating power of the Upanishad. This is beyond that place, beyond that realm, where we, their power to illuminate. Where am I? Hmm? This was his uh, experience. And what is, the, what, is, what is Radha's love for Krishna? Hmm? He was, he was educated in, 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 in Srimad Bhagavatam. You know, the same, same principles there. Man sent his son to Benares to get educated. His son came back to Vrindavan, said, thank you for sending me for getting educated father. And father said, good, what did you study? This, that, and this, that. Did you study Srimad Bhagavatam? He said, no. I didn't study that book. Father said, then you didn't get an education. Go back to Benares. Study Prabhupada Bhagavatam. Then you'll be an educated person, no matter whatever else you studied. So he went back to Benares. He studied the Bhagavatam. And he came back and said, Father, now I know what it means to be an educated person. Studying Srimad Bhagavatam is complete in itself. And uh, there's no need for any other book in the world, he said. So Father said, so you, you studied Bhagavatam? Yes, oh yeah. He said, and you understood it? He said, yes. And Father said then, go back to Benares and study Srimad Bhagavatam again. Hmm? 
So he went back again. He studied Srimad Bhagavatam a second time. He came back. Father said, so did you study Bhagavatam again? He said, yes, and now I know why you sent me back. I thought I understood it the first time. Hmm. After studying it a second time, I realized I didn't understand it the first time. So Father said, so you've understood Bhagavatam? He said, yes. Father said to go back to Benares and study Srimad Bhagavatam. Then he returned a third time. Father said, so did you study Srimad Bhagavatam again? Yes. Did you understand it? He said, I cannot understand Srimad Bhagavatam. Father said, now you are an educated person. Now you've understood Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? It is about Radha and Krishna's Leela. It is, it is the Radha Upanishad. That's what Bhagavatam is about. Hmm? We can talk about these topics a little bit by the grace of the Goswamis. Hmm? Hmm. So that land is, is the realm of affection. It looks small, existentially, a, a, a village not very opulent. It looks like there's no knowledge there, but actually, again, the loving existence is the best existence. A loving reality is the fullest measure of knowing. Hmm? So, <laughs> Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, this is that Krishna is the personality of Godhead. Some, this is the key to understanding the tattva of the Bhagavatam. What is the key then, if this is the Paribha Sutra of Bhagavatam for the Tattva, what is the Paribha Sutra for the Bhava of the Bhagavatam? And that we sing today. That is two words. Jai Radhe. Hmm? The Tattva is he's the Supreme Personality of God. Jai Radhe, that tells us a whole other thing. Hmm? Right? <laughs> Radhe Vrindavaneshwari. Hmm? So, so when Sarupa Gopakumar got the command of Radha, go and tell that Matura Brahman, share the knowledge, I want him in my circle, hmm? he said. And that day, I was about to go cowherding with Krishna, but Radharani approached me and told me to come. And I thought, I won't be able to go cowherding, that's a disappointment, but... I will be able to please Radharani, and that will be more pleasing to Krishna. So let me go. So he went. Hmm? And he enlightened Janasharma, and Janasharma became a cowherd boy also, hmm? and entered into Goloka. Hmm? And so there, in that realm, having entered there, he's somehow speaking about it, right, in Vedic Bhagavatamrita. And the section that you are asking about, he's describing, this is the cow, called cow dust, the time of cow dust. Krishna now has returned from Radhakund with his intimate friends and having had rendezvous with the gopis and Radha. Gopis have gone home. Hmm? And they're there consoling Yashoda hmm? as if they'd never gone. <laughs> right? Cowherds are coming, Krishna is meeting the, the, the balance of the coward boys who have been stayed with Balaram. Hmm? 
who don't have the adhikar for for participating in the Madhurya Rasa. Hmm? And they're collecting all the cows. So the cows are coming and their dust is coming up. It's called cow dust. Hmm? All the cows coming, he, Krishna has a, a, a mala made of 108 jewels and he chants on the mala and he calls the different groups of cows. There are groups, there are white cows, all the white cow group come, and then the yellow cows, hmm? and the red cows, and the black cows, and then the spotted cows, hmm? Hmm? and then the cows who have heads like murdungas. There's 108 different. So he chants them, and they all they all come, and then heading home. And this dust is going up. Practically speaking, it's 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 covering the sun. The sun is is still there, late afternoon, it's going down. And in the after, late afternoon, the sun can be very penetrating, and its presence is very apparent. Hmm? The dust is covering the sun, and covering the son of Nanda also. He's he's covered with cowherd cow dust and the hooves of the cows. And the sun, along with the other gods, right, is coming to, to, to worship the son of Nanda Maharaj. Despite, the point is, despite the fact that in the context of his leela at cow dust, the sun has been blocked out by the dust. The afternoon is brighter than ever. As Krishna and Balaram lead the cows and cowherd boys home, hmm? so the, the son realizes that what kind of son am I? <laughs> yeah? Right? Yeah. Tat sabitur varenyam pargo de The light of the world is not the sun; it's the soul. Right? The soul, the Atma, illumines the world, lights it up. Without that, there's no meaning to the physical, mental, or intellectual plane. Bur, bua, swa, tat sabitur. The common meaning is sun. The deeper meaning is the self, the atma, lights the world, gives meaning to intellect, mind, to uh, the, the senses. Bur, bua, swa, tat sabitur. But sabitur barenim bargo devasya. Varenyam means that the self is worshipping, is illumined, is illumines the world, but it itself is illuminated by by another light, hmm? the light of Krishna, and Krishna is illumined by another light, Bharago Devasya. Devasya means Krishna, playful Krishna, hmm? the God of gods, hmm? and He illumines the self, right? But he himself is illumined by baranyam, by worship. Hmm? And the most worshipable that is Mahabhav, Swarupini, hmm? Radha, hmm? he's there in, in, in Gayatri. Hmm? 
So Krishna is lighting the world of Vrindavan. The sun is thinking, I'm nothing. But Krishna's life is being lit hmm? by the love of, of Radha. The, the whole Leela is, is moving around, is orbiting around us. Hmm? Radharani is the guru of Krishna. Ami Shesha Guru Nata. Radhikar Premero Unmata. I am the Sisha. I am the disciple. The dancing of Radha is, is, is my guru. Her love drives me mad, he says. Hmm? So who are these gods? That is your question. Who is the sun god? Who, is the, who are all assembled at this time and worshipping the god of gods, Govinda? This is his name. Govinda means Upendra. means Upendra, the, the god of the gods. Indra is the chief god. Hmm? Krishna was crowned by Indra and given the name Govinda. And in some Puranas, Upendra, same idea. Hmm? So the God of gods, they're worshipping him. So your question is, who are the gods? And demigods, what's their position? Because Krishna says in Gita, oh, worshipping the gods is for less intelligent people. They themselves are less intelligent. Hmm? They do things that are unbecoming at times and, and so forth. Right? But this is, a, as I mentioned in the beginning, this is a description of the apricot lila. So the unmanifest lila, the, the deva lila. Hmm? Not the Naralila on earth. Hmm? And the Naralila, then you have this mixture of Siddhas, perfect devotees who come with Krishna, and those who, who, are, who are seeking perfection. Hmm? And the pitch of their bhakti has reached such a point in separation that Krishna can't remain separate from them. He comes for them. They can't live without him. And then they meet with the Nitya Siddhas, and they perfect their bhakti hmm? in the context of the lila. Some come from earth, some come from heaven. Hmm? Those devotees that were not perfect and went to heaven, they went there for different reasons than other people go to heaven. Hmm? They stay there for a long time. If Krishna Leela should manifest on earth, then they come from there. Hmm? They come down, participate in the Leela, perfect themselves. Hmm? They are sadhana siddhas also. So, that is the Boma Leela, the Prakat Leela, the manifest Leela. It's a place for delivering the sadhakas. It's, it's, Krishna's only concern with the world is the sadhakas. He's not concerned with anything else. Only the sadhakas. They in turn are concerned about other. Therefore, vancha kalpa trubhyascha, kripasindubhyebhacha. The Vaishnavas are the compassionate nature of Krishna. Hmm? But in the aprakat lila, in the unmanifest lila, this is called deva lila instead of nara lila, hmm? then just like there's an appearance of space and time there, although it's beyond time and space, even the Atma is beyond time and space. What well, to speak of Krishna Leela? It's deep, deep within the subjective, super-subjective world of consciousness. Hmm? The Atma is just a, just a particle of, of, uh, of that which is transcended to time and space. Hmm? It has a potential to live in the world of consciousness. There's no time there, no space there, but there's an appearance of time for the sake 
of Leela. Hmm? There's, there's no beginnings, no end, but there's, what would you call it? Anyway, succession for events. Each, of, each event, each moment of each event is eternal. Hmm? But there's an appearance of time. There's an appearance of space. Therefore, it said, don't think that the Dom is a limited to a certain geographical uh, area or distance. Even when it's described as being this much, this big, this many croches and this many, you know, it's described. And then we're told, don't think that it's this many miles or this many feet or this many kilometers. Don't think like that. Even when it's described as being as such. There is a Dham Aparad. You understand? Do you think that? Probably, you know, there's this the famous story when it's said in Bhagavatam that Nandamarsh had 900,000 cows. So one of Prabhupada's students also read that the, the Vrindavan is this big and this long and this wide and so forth, and he did a calculation. 900,000 cows aren't going to fit here. <laughs> so he told the Prabhupada, he said, Prabhupada, the 900,000 cows won't, I've been reading your books, and 900,000 cows won't fit in Vrindavan. And Prabhupada said, you read too much. <laughs> you think too much. Hmm? These ideas are meant to explode the mind, stop the mind from thinking. Hmm? It's to capture the mind by the attractiveness of Krishna and forget about all this measurement. That is maya, means to measure. The word maya also means to measure, to try to control, bring it in our grasp, the fist of our intellect, put it beneath us, subordinate it to us, ourselves. No, both hands up like this. This is Mahaprabhu's kirtan. It's, I'm not in control and it's okay. Hmm? It's okay because you are who you are. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because Krishna is who he is, it's okay. Hmm? There's uncertainty hmm? in love, and it's okay. Hmm? That's what makes it something, what makes it what it is. Hmm? There's an unknowing in the highest knowing. Hmm? It's very beautiful. So we should be careful not to try to figure out Krishna consciousness and then just regurgitate it in some dog, some dogma and wonder why people aren't interested. <laughs> because you're not living it and, and, uh, and turning it and, and, and making and penetrating what, it, what, what words fail to, philosophy fails to capture. It's ineffable. It's beyond such thought, beyond mind. doesn't mean we can't talk about it or think about it, but it's, it's beyond that. So in that realm, in the Aprakat Leela, then, just as there is an appearance of time, an appearance of space, although it's beyond time and space, so for the sake of Leela, there are also gods, goddesses, stars, suns. There's no, what does the Gita say about that place? There, there is no need of sun. 
No need of moon. No need of fire, Prabhupada translates as electricity. Modern translation. No need of sun, moon, fire. Why? Because the implication is it's self-luminous. What will sun do to light even the soul, even the atma, is more brilliant than millions of suns. In a, in a sense that that sun is is illuminating. The self is self-illumined, hmm? right? Light is 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 a way of talking about consciousness. It's illuminating, knowing, self-knowing uh, nature. Hmm? So, what is the need for light there? Hmm? Of the sun, of the moon, of fire, the things that, that we, we, we seek to light this dark world with, hmm? not knowing ourself. What is the need for that? The implication, and therefore Krishna says, Because it is self-illumined in the ways in which he's giving, saying, by example, there's no need for sun, there's no need for moon, there's no need for fire. It means it's fully illumined. Therefore, one never goes away from there. Hmm? <laughs> One never leaves there. One never falls from there. Such is my dam. Going there, one never returns. Hmm? Because it is fully illumined. That means it's perfect. There cannot be imperfection within perfection. Within perfection, there cannot be imperfection. Otherwise, it would not be so. Hmm? By definition, the whole, this is the whole stress of the Gita every time Krishna mentions his own planet. Just as an aside here, <laughs> he says, Abrahma Bhubanaloka Punaravartinam Arjuna. Mamu Peta Takonte Punarjan Mana Vidyate. There's a difference, he says, between my planet and every other planet in the world. Abrahma Bhubanaloka Punaravartinam Arjuna. Even from Brahma's planet, which is thought to be the highest planet, hmm? planet of intelligence, pure intelligence, Brahmalok, Satyalok. Hmm? He says, even from there, one has to come down. Hmm? They take birth again. Hmm? From the highest planet, but he says, but my planet is different. Mamupetya to Gontya Punar Janmana Vidite Punar Janmana Punar means again Janma means birth Na means no <laughs> never again going there one never returns that is the difference between my place and every other place so we should not make that place like every other place hmm? no for simplified speaking to people, we might say something like that. When a child asks, Mommy, how did I get here? You go, where do we begin? 
We found you in the fireplace because a big bird put you in the <laughs> chimney and dropped you off. Hmm? Okay? Okay. When you grow up a little bit, then maybe you'll be able to digest a little bit more of a comprehensive answer. But for right now, it may not be appropriate. We're going to keep the wheels rolling here. And so Prabhupada sometimes spoke like like that, but philosophically we can understand. And of course he made the points as well in his books. Hmm? That place, no one comes, no one falls from there, such as it's, 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 it's nature. So there, hmm? and what is it like, hmm? in one sense? It's like here, but everything's reversed. In other words, there's no self-centeredness Everything is there, but it, 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 the centeredness is on Krishna. Hmm? The building is all right. You just need to change the foundation. Yeah. You have to jack it up and put a new foundation in. That's all. It's the same. Hmm? When Krishna showed the inhabitants of Madhama what they would be in the next life, he showed them Goloka. They said, oh, hey, it's going to be fine. We'll be there with our cows and, and everything. Hmm. One another. Hmm? It means that the... The elemental constituents, if you will, the makeup of the Atma hmm, that we have common sense experience of, that, that we are a doer, a knower, or an apprehender, uh, and, and a qualitative experiencer. We experience joy and sadness. We're, we're an agent of action. We... Um, we can apprehend things and so forth. These are qualities, aspects of the self that can be, can be manifest only in relation to an environment. If you don't have an environment to relate to, you can't make choices. It means you can't be a doer. You can't be a causal factor. Make, you, you can't be a qualitative experiencer because there's no environment to experience. Hmm? There's nothing to apprehend. Material nature provides that for us, but it's problematic because we're not matter. The srup shakti or bhakti, the internal energy, provides that as well. Therefore, you can be a spiritual person in relation to bhakti. And you can be like you are. You take, you know, Advaita Vedanta. What is, what is the ideal the transcendent reality, the paramarthic reality, the real truth of the self, in the way to Vedanta, there is none. There is no self. This, the whole self is an illusion. In Yoga Siddhanta of Patanjali, hmm, what, what, what is, the, what is the, the Purusha, the self, when enlightened and no longer under the influence of Prakriti? It's just... A witness, just sits. It's not. A, it's not a doer. It's not a qualitative experiencer. Hmm? These things, these ideas, two different schools of thought: Advaita Vedanta, Yoga, Siddhanta. They speak about the self in ways that deny aspects of the self that we're experiencing in a kind of a perverted way in relation to material nature. Bodhidharma says, "No, as you think life is, that's what it's like. Actually, hmm? 
you are a doer, you are a knower, you are a qualitative experiencer, hmm? potentially. You just need the right environment to do it in a way that, that, that will be fulfilling. So, so the whole the world there. So there, are, there is an appearance of time, there's an appearance of space, and there are gods and goddesses, but they're all devotees. Hmm? So, who are the gods then who assemble at that time and worship Krishna as he comes back uh, from the from the forest? This is described by the Goswamis. They are all uh, everything there is a manifestation of Krishna's. Sarup Shakti, which is just a, 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 the internal energy of Krishna manifesting in different ways, all for the purpose of pleasing Krishna. So it manifests as gods, as goddesses. Hmm? Therefore, the inhabitants of Vrindavan, in order for inhabitants of Vrindavan to be who they are, they need to have gods and goddesses. They need to worship Narayan. They're really good devotees. They worship Narayan in their home. Hmm? They follow the Varnashram there. <laughs> means they worship all kinds of different gods and stuff, too. Well, Krishna tried to put a stop to that at the Govardhan Leela <laughs> to teach us. But hmm? everything's in place there. But every, everything, the clouds don't rain, they cry. Hmm? Out of joy, thinking, Krishna. And I are one. We have the same complexion. We are friends. They're in Sakirasa, the clouds. They cry out of joy. Hmm? So, this is again, this, we talked about this last night, the Srupa Shakti manifests in all different ways to create an environment hmm? for this kind of uh, interaction that uh, with the Absolute, that is Bhakti. So they're gods. Long answer, but... <laughs> They're devotees. <laughs> so is, is it fair to say then that the Brahma and Lila would not take place? It, it won't take place there, only on Earth. Here, and, and then there's an in the Bhagavatam describes that Gopis, describes the wives of the husbands watching the Ras Lila. That's in the apricot Lila? Describes the wives? The, the husbands and wives husbands. are, are watching the Ras Lila. In Brit Bhagavatam, right? No, no, no. In Bhagavatam. But he means the demigods, right? The, the demigods. Oh, the demigods. Coming over to the Ras Lila and they're witnessing it. And, and Krishna is not allowing the husbands to watch, but the wives can watch. Oh, the wives of the demigods. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that in the... You have to really know what where we're at when the discussion is going on the Prakat Lila or the Aprakat Lila different things can happen in each Lila they're different they're, they're one in that the Bhavas are the same but they play out somewhat differently that's called Devalok so they're, you know they're, they're, they're enlightened there hmm? they know they're enlightened still they carry on as, as, as they do which appears to be unenlightened the gods are hmm. part of the Lila yeah they're part of the Lila yeah yeah, yeah. One thing that's very special you can say about Brihad Bhagavatamrita is that 
it speaks about the Aprakat Leela with some detail. There's nowhere else they could find that. It's all about the manifest Leela here. And and it's also well that's giving us opportunity to enter there, but but that's peculiar and unique in one sense about Priyat Bhagavatamrita because what can you say about the Aprakat Leela? Who's, who's been there? Even Siddhas, Sadhana Siddhas, they haven't gone there yet. So there's no lifting of Govardhan? There's no some... He, he, well, he doesn't go through everything. And what no. can he say? I mean, there are semblances of, of everything. Hmm. It just be part of the it's like they know... If you if you if you if you study Jiva Goswami's work, Gopal Champu, then you'll see that they know about their previous lives. They're enlightened. They know they were on Earth with Krishna, and now they've been liberated and they're with Krishna. Hmm. So they know about the Govardhan Leela and these things hmm, that happened on Earth to some extent. And they re- they reflect on them and so forth in different ways, and and they carry on just as on earth, but with memories that they were there. Now they're liberated and it's great and everything that was there is here. And, but there's no demons, so there's no problems. Hmm? For the most part, something like that. Sometimes Prabhupada would say that, you know, there's, there's, there's some, like, dreams about demons or rumors about them or something like that for the sake of different Sanchari Bhavas and so forth. So... What's the time? You want to, um, you're in the sun. Is it cold for so long? You're okay? Okay. So, what else? The, uh, Description in the Bhag- or Brahma Sanghita, which you quoted there, so many Lakshmi's. They're expansions of Radharani. So they're all Shakti Tattva, those particular Bhagavas. So the Jivas that would be in that position, I suppose, some simultaneous oneness and difference, or they sort of become little Radharani, goddesses of fortune. The Jivas who become gopis? Yeah. Don't they goddesses of fortune? And like you talk a lot about the ingress sure. of the Sarup Chakti. So it sounds, it, you know, your, your whole spiritual body, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And again, there's this little jiva who is almost a nondescript guy, but now he's there. And is there any meaning to the jiva in that position? Or are they more or less practically Sarup Shakti? The Tatasta Shakti doesn't become the Sarup Shakti. But it, um, if you take. Uh, you know, an iron rod, and you stick it in the fire. Hmm? Then, for all intents and purposes, when you pull it out and touch somebody with it, they'll say, "I got touched by the fire. You burnt me." Not that you touched me with an iron rod, because but you can touch with an iron rod is one thing. Being touched by fire is another. Hmm? Um, so, if you if you take the jiva and you you try to mix the jiva with matter, that's not going to work, right? It's asat, achit, and nirananda, and you're satchit, ananda. 
Meanwhile, the Sarup Shakti is Sandini Sambit Ladini, which is like Satchitananda on steroids. It's a super existence, super knowing, and a super ecstasy. The Ananda of Bhakti far exceeds the Ananda of the Atma. Hmm? So, so, so these are both subjective. The Tatsasta Shakti in relation to the Maya Shakti is a subjective reality in relation to an objective reality. Matter is objective, and we are the subjective. So they don't they don't mix. But here you have two subjectives, hmm? right? Uh, so while the Sarupa Shakti doesn't become excuse me, the Tatasta Shakti doesn't become Sarupa Shakti, it becomes influenced by Sarupa Shakti similar to the way in which an iron rod if stuck in the fire and held there long enough becomes for all intents and purposes fire, even though it's still an iron rod. Hmm? It, it, in other words, it's Tatasta aspect which is marginal, which means it could go one way or the other, is is removed in the sense that it can't go one way or another. It can't because it's now made choices that are fully satisfying it, fully illuminating it. It's knowing its full potential and so forth. Hmm? So um, it, you know the the idea that it can operate in one realm or another. Hmm? is part of its nature, but once it resides in that realm, then it's fulfilled. So, so in one sense, for all intents and purposes, it functions like the Sarup Shakti. So you don't ride in the back of the bus because you're Tatasta Shakti, Jiva, and Goloka, and Radharani, Nanda, Subala, you know, and so forth, are all made out of Sarup Shakti, and you're only imbued with Sarup Shakti. So, you know, it's not like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, there is a there is a there is a difference um, between them, but it, there's no uh, difference in terms of um, experiencing the bhavas of that place and a particular bhava for each 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 devotee, obviously. So um, I did hear once that in the Ras dance, Radharani left because of some newcomers. She wasn't feeling the same height of ecstasy because like, there's some people that aren't quite up to snuff. Well, I never heard that, but there's two Rasalilas that are mentioned. There's the Basant Rasalila in the Bhagavatam. It happens in autumn. Mm-hmm. And that is a lila in which there are sadhakas we're entering the Leela. The sages of Dandakaranya, the Upanishads personified, these are groups who came as sadhakas. And when Krishna appeared, they appeared as gopis and they got the association of Krishna's associates and so forth. Some come as groups and then individuals come also through Guru Parampara. So the, the Rasa Leela depicted in the Bhagavatam, one of the... Uh, prominent features of that description is it's a description of a window through which someone from this world can pass and enter into that realm. Hmm? 
It's not a window to become a gopi or Balaram or to do this, that, or the other thing. It's, it's, it, this is the center of the center of the Bhagavatam. It's saying, hey, there's an opening here. You can come in here like this. Hmm? The Goswamis have opened the opening and said, and said, hey, look, this is what the teaching is. You can go here. You can become a, and this is how you can do it. Hmm? Become a handmaiden of Radha. Of course, Nityananda Prabhu was also there and he's in Sakyarasa, so. Some people will be influenced by Sakyaras and Gaudiya Sampradaya also, but this is the main idea. Hmm? Um, so, um, what was your question again? Well, I guess, you know, is there some differentiation that's going on, maybe for some time? Or something? It reminds me when you're saying that also of the, the gopis that. Oh, the two, two Rasalilas. The two Rasalilas. So, so, excuse me, but. So that's the one Rastalila. The other Rastalila is depicted in the in the Gita Govinda of Jaidev. That's happening in the springtime. The difference between these two Leelas is that in the Bhagavatam Leela there are sadhakas. They couldn't enter the Rasalila. Their husbands held them back. Hmm? So they needed further association. And then it's described later when Uddhava came it's explained. Then they, they joined Krishna. Hmm. So, it it seems to say they died, but they couldn't have died because then then the Krishna the whole party would have been called off. Some gopis have died. Hmm. So it means that they died to whatever were impediments for their entering in to the lila. Um, their prame had to be intensified in terms of sneha, man, pranai, rag, mahabhav, and now they're fit to enter into. So that comes in association with the eternal associates who have those developments of prem. So, in, meanwhile, in the Vasant Rasalila of Jaidev Goswami, in, in Gita Govinda, these are all siddhas. There's no sadhakas there. That Leela Radharani leaves... The, the rasa dance in a different way. In I think in, in the Bhagavatam she leaves and Krishna follows. In Vasant Rasalila, Radharani forces Krishna to leave with her in front of everybody. Hmm. It's a more it's a more profound statement as to her position. Hmm. But she, 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 so she's, <laughs> Jaidev's making the point. He's writing it like this. Hmm. And so that may be what you heard. You maybe heard somebody told it to you a little bit wrong. It's not that she's upset that there are sadhakas there, but she wants to make a point that, um, that I'm, you say I'm everything, then if that's the case, then demonstrate it in front of everybody instead of keeping it on the side. The girl might say, if you love me, then, you know, come on, come out and say it, you know, <laughs> in front of everybody. Hmm. Well, you know, I, I do, but, you know. <laughs> so that, that's the speciality of the Vasant Rasalila. Hmm. And so, so, so she's, but there are no sadhakas there. Hmm. And no, Radharani is, is, is not put off by sadhakas. She's very. She creates the sadhakas. How could she be put off by them? Hmm? There's a little bit of Radha in every every devotee. Hmm? She is Bhakti Devi. Hmm? 
So she she is she's she's the one who's making all the devotees. She can't be disturbed with them. Hmm. And she's very she's Krishna's compassionate nature, so does that help? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You were saying how she um, how there's no there's no influence <coughs> of no sun, no moon, no stars. But we is it is she just making up the reason to worship the sun in, when she's here in Vrindavan? She's making up that reason. She's not making it up. She, it, she is just like Krishna. Krishna is not pretending he's the son of Mother Yasoda. You can say Krishna is God pretending to be Mother Yasoda's son. Hmm? Right? Actually, Krishna is Mother Yasoda's son. He's also God, but he's more the son of Yasoda than he is God. Hmm? So, in, in other words, there's omniscience, Right? So you're speaking about Radharani as if she's omniscient, right? She makes it up that she's worshipping the sun god. Really, she's only worshipping Krishna or however you're thinking about it. But it, omniscience is one thing. But the Vrindavan Leela is characterized by omniscience being suppressed by ignorance. Ignorance is bliss. Hmm? So there's an unknowing. We don't know Krishna's god in the Leela. Hmm? We, ha- we can't know that he's God in the Leela because it would get in the way of the Leela. Hmm? You would say, oh my God, I can't treat him like that. He's God. So the sweetness of the Leela is such that knowing is superseded by loving, which is the full face of knowing, really. Hmm? So Radharani, why does Radharani worship the sun god? First of all, Radharani worships the sun god because Radharani is is related to the sun. Hmm? There's so many different stories and different Puranas and even writings of the Goswamis and so forth, but she's related to the sun and, and again in, in kind of a, a not a natural daughter of Brishabhanu. Hmm? That's a long story. Hmm? Um, but she's found and brought in, and so forth. And there are different ways it's described. Vidogda Madhava, Lalita Madhava, and so forth. Brahma Vibharta Purana, and so forth. So, so she's related to the sun. Her, her stepfather is related to the sun also. So, according to the family, then it's appropriate for her to worship the sun god. So, in the Leela, Radhakund, in the midday Leelas, then there's, that's what you're referring to, I believe, then there's the worship of the sun, God, and, and so on and so forth. Of course, um, what, I'm, what I want to say is that, is that they all have a sense that they should be worshiping this God or that God or, uh, and, and so forth because their prominent sense is not that Krishna is God. Hmm? The prominent sense is that Narayan is God and that there are devas and they should be worshipped too and so on and so forth and, and we love Krishna. Hmm? But that said, 
in the in the context of the midday leelas, Radharani is worshiping the sun god um, because she's supposed to, and her mother-in-law is sending her there for that purpose, and so on and so forth. But it's all, of course, a pretext to meet with meet with Krishna, hmm? who then appears as the sun god and accepts the worship and, and so forth. Uh, am I answering your question, or? Uh, I, I I think I'm more interested in in. Um that she's related to the sun, sun god. But she was in the basket and Vishabhan found her. That's one story, yeah. On a lotus in, in the river, found in a basket, dropped off by, um, dropped by Putana. Mm. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a story also, what is it? I, I can't remember exactly. The, the, the sun, the sun, the sun, there was a mountain uh, one mountain is complaining about the Himalayas, something, and uh, now I, and um, what's that story? Yeah, the, the, they're sisters, right? So the mountain complained, and um, tried to block out the sun or something like that. Swallowed the sun in a cave, in a mountain, became a problem. Krishna said, you know, it's described in a different way. The son wanted to take a break, hit himself in a cave, in a mountain. <laughs> Krishna said, hey, you can't do that, you know. <laughs> so, um, somehow the, mount, the mountain negotiated with Krishna and agreed to let the son go or something like that if he got a daughter because the daughter of the Himalayas is famous. Hmm? Parvati. So this mountain, I forget his name, he, he wanted to compete with the daughter of the Himalayas so he got a benediction from Krishna that he'd have a daughter. He had two daughters, Chandravali and, and, and Radharani. Something like this. And then when Putana was going around and killing all the all the young children. She was killing girls and boys, just to be doubly sure, as a, as a hench woman of Kamsa, right? that, uh, that, uh, that no child would be born that would bring about his death. So um, she had captured these two girls from the mountains. She was flying as a witch or something, and something happened, and they fell out. Hmm? A couple of them fell out, Chandrabali. Radharani, then the Radharani was found on the lotus in the water and so forth. And I forget Chandrabali. This is this is partly in in Lita Madhava and Rupa Goswami's drama and other places. So she's related to the sun. I'm sorry, I can't fill in all the all the details, but yeah, Rishabhanu. Rishabhanu. Bhanu means light. Hmm? Rishab means great, the great light. Rishabhanu, hmm? he's identified with the uh, with the sun. I think the, I think also the the the, the, the Rishabhanu in his previous life, uh, some story, and he wanted to, was a worshiper of the sun. And Radharani's called daughter of the sun. Also, we heard it this morning from Gopal Tapani. We were discussing my commentary on Gopal Tapani Upanishad. Hmm. The Swaha of your Gopal mantra is is is. Uh, identified there as the daughter of the sun. 
which uh, ultimately is um, Radha. Hmm? Jamuna and Radha is a long story, but so Bishabhanu, Bishop, the great light. Hmm? He's the daughter of Bishabhanu. And she is the light of of Prema Dharma. Hmm? So uh, we'll end our discussion for this morning. So now you can go. And there'll be Artik. Uh, uh, Mangaldar, you want to lead Artik for us? Okay. And then there'll be lunch. Hmm? And then we'll meet again in the evening. Six o'clock Artik. We'll discuss again. And then we'll have the big festival tomorrow. Shivarastami Mahotsava Titiki Jai. Esi Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai. Bhakti Rakshakshita Dev Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai. Bhakti Siddhanta Sastri Thakur Prabhupada Ki Jai. Shri Bhakti Vinod Paribar Ki Jai. Bhakti Vrinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanande. Hare Gaur.